Good morning to you, Curtis and Loretta. Hey, nice to chat with you again. Yeah, good, good to have you on too. Now you are going to be in southern Minnesota coming up very shortly. Yep. And I believe yep. it's at the St. James Theater, correct? Yeah, we're going to be in, in, in St. James in the Princess Theater in St. James, Minnesota. Do you know the the, prince, the princess's claim to fame? You know who Becky Buller is, certainly, don't you? Oh, of course. Oh, we, we, we knew her when she was like five. Yeah, we've known her <laughs> since she was a little kid, yes. Did you ever play with her, too? Uh, well, yeah, we've done festivals, you know, with her when she was young. <clears throat> I think I pulled her out, her and her, we were doing an early American festival once, and I pulled her and her brother out of a muddy fence hole when it was just pouring. <laughs> one. Oh, they were a little... My claim to fame. You yeah, know. we've probably done jam sessions with her, but oh yeah, yeah, and we've uh, shared billings with her at different festivals. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. My my um, how I first knew about her. I was in a bluegrass band called the Last Chance Bluegrass Band with uh, a bunch of folks, and and they would say, "Well, we can't meet on such and such a date because we're going to be in St. James playing with this little gal. Her name is Becky Buller, <laughs> and she's so talented." And I thought, well, what was she twelve years old back then? I thought, well. Well, what yeah. the heck? And certainly, she's certainly proven that she's <laughs> she's better than all of us. Uh, uh, in her, well, yeah, you know, she's, she's worked hard at it and she loves it. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, she's amazing. Now, you guys have been playing together for quite a while as well. <laughs> T- tell us a little about how you got together as Curtis and Loretta, and how long it's been happening. Well, it's a lot like this, really. I mean, you know, she said, "No, remember." This is Karen. She's that really, really nice lady we talked to before. And it kind of happened like this because Loretta, of course, is holding the phone so we can talk into it. But I've got my arm around her and I'm Aww. snuggling Aww. with her. Cat, and we're talking on the phone to you folks. And that's pretty much how it happened. Yeah. Curtis and I, well, Curtis is from Texas originally, and I'm oh. from Stillwater, Minnesota. And, uh, but in our early 20s, we both happened to be living in Santa Cruz, California, just for a few months or a year or something. And we, we met each other on the beach. I was playing my guitar on the beach, and uh, Curtis came up to me and said, Hey, I play guitar. Yeah, she saw me and totally <laughs> fell instantly. Well, that's his story. No. I was a little leery at first because I had been approached by other guys on the beach that couldn't play guitar that said they did. But Curtis really could. He had actually had a mandolin with him, sat down and played uh, with me. And it was, our harmonies just like meshed together instantly. And we're like, Wow, this sounds pretty good. So we started playing together right away and that was actually 40, we, we did it 45 years ago yeah. we, we actually did a show the first night we met wow Chiavo sleeves bar <laughs> on the bad side of santa cruz yeah well there are no bad sides of santa cruz well it, it was a pretty <laughs> greasy old place but it was high class for us well i had a i had a gig there at a part of the variety show and um so curtis came and globbed onto my gig so oh. But it was, it was how it all started 45 years ago. We've been playing together. It's actually 46, I think. Yeah. In the spring, I think, 46. Yeah. Well, now, so did... We like, off in five. So you met on a beach, which is really interesting. Did uh, she look good in his in her swimsuit, and did he look good in his swimsuit, or, or were you... Oh, we did back there. <laughs> yeah, we were... God, we were cute. <laughs> but oh, I, I, was, I was at a distance, and the wind was blowing, and I saw this vision... <laughs> traveling down the beach with a guitar case. Yeah. Long the blowing in the breeze and I thought to myself, Man, man, my heart was swelling in my chest. I thought, Wow, that looks like a nice guitar. <laughs> oh <laughs> it was the guitar. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, we looked, yeah, we looked pretty good back then, and uh, we we still try now. We work out and stuff, but uh, you know, it's, it was uh, it's been a while. But we still love playing music together. It's just our life. We play music full time, and we're just really fortunate we met each other, and it was the right time and the right pairing. Uh, and we have a fun. brand new album, our tenth yes recording, uh, and I think you know you always kind of like them like your you know your youngest child, but this one I really I really do think it might be helpful for people i think it's a good one so. i think it's our best one to date yeah well how many exactly. have you put out to, uh all to our 10th one. Oh, your 10th yes okay so i'm just wondering did you guys get married then actually officially or or did you just hang out and play we together did. Oh. we did I, eventually yeah we I, that's i believe her if she says it <laughs> Uh, no, you know, what happened was, oh, see, I was just, oh, I just fell in love instantly, and she was, she was apprehensive, and, and, and so, I, you know, I proposed, I figured out it's better not to propose every day for 10 years. <laughs> if, you, if you give them a couple of days off, right. it might be better. <laughs> but, yeah, so it took me 10 years. We finally got married. I told her we got married in Mexico. It was like oh. 10 below zero here. And I said, I'll take you to Mexico. You'll just go get married. You don't have to tell anybody you got married. If you wish you go get married, we'll, we'll, I'll take you to Mexico every year for the rest of your life in the winter. So we went for two more years. Then we got oh. too busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, where, yeah, we get. where do you guys live now then? Where Where's your home base? We're, we're in Minneapolis. Oh, so, you, so you're back yeah. ho- close to home again, Stillwater. I'm from Amory, Wisconsin, so I used to travel through Stillwater all the time to get to oh, school yeah. at the University of Minnesota. So you, I know exactly where you're from, Loretta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was a seminette. Her great-grandfather moved there, I think, about 1860 or something. Yeah, started seminette furniture and mortuary. That's our whole extended family out there. I still have a lot of relatives and friends. I just like love going out there and spending time still. Well, I see the new album. There's a song on there called Santa Claus on Halloween. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Let's talk about what in the heck is that all about? Yeah, that's one I wrote for Curtis. Now, you know, I in, in previous years, I, I wrote really mushy, mushy songs for her. <laughs> you know, the composer in the group. But then it, she waited like 40-something years to write me a love song. But what it was is we live northeast and we live on a hill with two sets of steps coming up to our house. And I don't know if we have any thrift store treasure hunters out there or not, but I was I literally almost born in a goodwill. Oh my in Texas. I mean my yeah, my mother was on the way there to buy some more used diapers and then she had to go turn around and go to the hospital. But <laughs> but uh what a few years ago I bought a professional top of the line big department store, real deal. 1940s Santa Claus outfit. So on Halloween, I set out, I put my big stuff here on top of my steps outside, and I put all my candy in a, a laundry, you know, a canvas laundry sack. And when the little kids ran up with their baskets and their bags out, before they could even say trick or treat, I would say, have you been good this year? And they would all go, well, not all the time. And I go, well, the truth is worth a whole handful of candy. So I had a blast. <laughs> she was watching me, so that's how that got. So that was my inspiration. Really, it's a song about yeah, all the Charming eccentricities which make up Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> so this song is about Curtis? It is, yes. He did the Santa Claus and Halloween thing, and oh. um, he's done a lot of other things. In the in the song, I talk about how he got our wedding rings at a pawn shop. He bartered for them. Wow. Well, you know, and not to mention I've saved a lot of money during the course of my lifetime on razor blades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now, at this point, I'm quite, I'm quite... He's got the white beard now, yeah. He doesn't oh. shave. So well, the whole song is about... How about if we play this song 
And you guys sure. just hang out and you can listen while we play it on the radio. So people will know this is from your new album. What is the album itself called? It's called Lift the World. Okay, we're going to play this and you guys just hang out and we'll chat more with you when we come back, okay? Great. All right. Hold the chicken, hold the meat, just serve him up whole wheat. Never try to trim his beard, scissors are his only fear. He waits on me like I'm a queen, he's Santa Claus on Halloween. He's one of a kind, that boy of mine. The world pulls at us from all sides, but he stands strong, listening inside. He likes love and honesty, he'll stand by you, he'll stand by me, he's one of a kind, that boy of mine. They can keep their ivy halls and the mega shopping malls. The junk store is his favorite place, Hawaiian shirts and a tweed suitcase. He doesn't own a suit or tie except one from 1895, he's one of a kind, that boy of mine. The world pulls at us from all sides But he stands strong, listening inside He likes love and honesty, he'll stand by you, he'll stand by me He's one of a kind, that boy of mine Take it there, boys! But he is wise, he hates long goodbyes He likes when you say what you mean And don't chatter on like a talk machine Fashion doesn't mean a thing He can't dance but he sure can sing He's one of a kind, that boy of mine The world pulls at us from all sides But he stands strong, listening inside Likes love and honesty, he'll stand by you, he'll stand by me, he's one of a kind, that boy of mine. He'd give you his last dime, he works hard all the time. He likes deals and bartering, that's how he got my wedding ring. He can fix up on guitars, but not so much on a car, he's one of a kind, that boy of mine. The world pulls at us from all sides But he stands strong, listening inside He likes love and honesty He'll stand by you, he'll stand by me He's one of a kind, that boy of mine He's one of a kind, that boy of mine Oh, he's my rock, that boy of mine Santa Claus on Halloween. There you go, Curtis and Loretta, and they are on the phone, and they will be in the area coming up on Thursday, November 10th at the Princess Theater in St. James, Minnesota. Wow, that's a fun song. So that really literally is about your husband. Curtis and Loretta, and talking about their new album and what's going to be coming up here on Thursday, November 10th, that will be at the Princess Theater in St. James. So what can people expect to hear from you guys there? 
Well, we are going to do all the songs from our new CD and um, a little variety of instruments. Yeah, it's a an album, a release concert. And, you know, and really, we travel all over the country. We're always, you know, doing all the background work for all these shows. You would think maybe musicians would have a lot of time off, but we never have any time oh, off. Oh, like working gigs. And so during them. the pandemic, we had like uh, two years, and Loretta, you know, got some shoulder surgery done and started writing songs. So these are all glimpses of, 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 of uh, pandemic experiences, but <laughs> but in but a good more, way. Yeah, more positive things that actually happened during that time period yeah. for us. All the silver lining. Yeah, really. you know all the housework I did for her <laughs> and things. Like that. <laughs> yeah, and all those silver linings. You, know, you, you had a lot of time to think about um, life. You could step back and say, "Oh, we have time now," and think of all the people that we really and we lost some people during the pandemic, some loved ones, and um, you know, just thinking of other people that we truly love and how we how important it is not to take them for granted how we cherish them and um there's a there's a fun one called karmic closet about yeah cleaning out all the closets and then after they were all cleaned i thought about hmm there's other things i should clean out in my head where i have all this baggage so, so all these things we did, the pandemic. did you yeah. actually clean so, out your closets because i mean i <laughs> i i could use some help if you know you want to come and i had I to keep know. i worked through the pandemic so you know i didn't really get any time yeah, off time off I did a ton of cleaning. Oh. And, uh, yeah, the last thing I did clean one closet, but yeah, I cleaned a lot of other stuff. And Curtis fixed stuff and cleaned stuff. Yeah, I have had so many notes passed to me since grade school. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on the wall in front of my face. Yeah, and let's do this that. and that. Yeah, we no. did. I did. I certainly didn't get it all done because, like, at the end of that summer of 2020, I kind of burnt out and said, "Oh, I can't do anymore." And then I had this shoulder surgery for a minor a tear in my rotator mm-hmm. cuff. And then I, I couldn't use my arm for a while, so I, I sat in bed, and I could write a little bit. I had my arm in this big sling. And so I sat in bed and, like, started writing all these songs and um, and humming melodies into my phone, and we worked out the arrangements later after I was all recovered. I, of course, gave her an antique bell that she could ring whenever she needed anything. So, But anyway, I, I think it, it'll be fun, you know. I mean, it'll be a, a nice way to spend a Thursday after a Wednesday this week. <laughs> Now, you've been down to the area. I know you've been here down as a part of the Bothy Folk Club, which sadly, I don't know if you know, is no yeah. longer. We were really sad to hear about yeah. that. But but I'm glad that you're able to come through this other venue at the Princess Theater yeah. down in St. James. It'll be uh, Thursday, November 10th. It's a 7 p.m. show, and everyone's invited to come, of course. And you, you did, got this through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board, so that's really yeah. a neat thing. Are you? Is that how you do yeah. a lot of your concerts and things, uh, supported by those sorts of of grants and things? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Not really. We really have, haven't used a lot of grants. But, you know, uh, occasionally it really helps a lot, kind of give you a boost when you need it in your career, you know, I think. I think they're very helpful. But, you know, certainly, you know, it, it's a rarity for us to do that, but we appreciate the help. Yeah, yeah the Minnesota State Arts Board is a great, really, the, the legacy fund and everything that Minnesota has. It's uh, it's a wonderful program to, to promote the arts. Um, so what happens is every every so often I apply for a grant, and if you get it, like for this one, it, this is called the Support Creative Support for Individuals uh, grant. And uh, so it, uh, it funded our CD that we made and also three CD release concerts, so one in St. New York Mill, St. James, and we'll have one in St. Paul next week. And so this, yeah, the whole the whole uh, fund is like one percent of one percent of the state budget. So we think it does a lot of good. Oh, the arts fund, yeah. yeah. But it has been a great, great, uh, great thing for artists in Minnesota what's, and musicians. What's been one of the most fun concerts you've ever done? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? 
Oh, God, it's been so so many thousands. It's like, you know, one thing I'd like to say is really, you know, I've always enjoyed, I mean, for decades, you know, the uh, community, public, and, and, you know, know, regular AM station, but doing radio shows all over the country is always really fun, you know. And I gotta, I gotta thank radio because really it's fun. I mean, some of them are in, are in, in little Quonset huts and shacks, and some <laughs> of them, you know, are in multi-million-dollar little buildings, and you just never know. But it, it's just always a, always a real blast. And you know, and we, and we were trying to adapt. It took us like a month to figure out technology during the pandemic so that we could broadcast <laughs> a decent sound out a live concert over the computer. You know, but it was so strange because you're used to. It. You know, making eye contact and, and and energy contact with the audience in front of you was so strange. I was having a hard time doing this over the Internet. And then all of a sudden, a little light went off in my head, and I went, oh, it's like doing a radio show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Out. Yeah, except now the Zoom the Zoom <laughs> thing, you can connect, you know, and see see people and stuff. But although I will yeah. admit I'm, I'm glad that everything isn't Zoom anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, going back to the best. I don't know, the best gig ever, but a really one that really sticks out in my mind is a radio show we were doing in Grand Marais a few years ago. We were doing oh, wow. this whole tour of libraries up in northeastern oh. Minnesota. Libraries, we love playing at libraries. They have a lot of concerts. And we were playing on um, WTIP in Grand Marais. Mm-hmm. And we sang this song from our previous CD that's um, When There's Good to Be Done. It's about a song about this real-life woman that donated a kidney to a little Minnesota girl. Yeah, the whole album was, uh, was a ballad. Uh, biographical ballads written by un- unsung heroes that we've met on the road and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, the rest of the story is we sang the song on the air and some other songs, and then um, a few months later, the program director uh, emailed me. She said, you know, that night you were here and sang the song about the kidney donation, a man was listening from Lutzen, and he was so inspired that he decided he wanted to donate a kidney. Wow. And so he called got in touch, and he donated to somebody and uh, was uh, so I contacted this this woman that I wrote the song about. She's in Florida, Christy Harding, and told her. I said, you know, we're not doing anything heroic, but to, to be able to pass those messages, you know, to and inspire people from what other people have done, that connection is just amazing, and we're really, really honored to be part of that. The power of so music! I, Hi, my goodness, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah, we were we were we thought that was pretty cool. You know, but we were kind of heroic because we were doing like 25 libraries in two weeks, and we do one like, and we do what, like, right up by the border of Canada. The next one, the next morning, would be down like in, in Duluth. Oh my! So we were popping around. But the most heroic thing on that trip was driving along that road, the Canadian border during rutting season, right along the river. Oh, oh. Yeah, it was November. And there's a lot of deer up there. 2018, yeah, there was a lot of deer. They're all romancing, holding hooves, walking around. (laughs) Did you have any encounters with your car and the deer, though, however? Not on that trip. We were so lucky. There was a lot of calls. But we did hit one deer. We were in northern Wisconsin a few years ago near near Hayward, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Break. Sun, middle of the day, and a deer ran out in front of us, and we couldn't avoid it. Yeah, they go crazy with black flies, and they'll run right in front of you. Oh. So we did the little concert at this little organic farm, you know, and there's like 80 people there. And I, I so I asked the question at one time. So I said, "Well, has any? We, we were able to drive afterwards, which is amazing. It didn't look like we would be able to the front of the car, you know." I said, "Has anybody here ever had hit a deer?" Everybody, uh, there, all people, <laughs> Northern Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah I was going to add too about you know yes, ask what people would 
expect on Thursday night. And um, besides all, you know, all the new songs and some old favorites, and Curtis and I have always do our vocal harmonies. And we have a, if people don't, aren't familiar with us, we always bring a lot of different instruments with us. We both play guitar, and I play uh, harp, Celtic or folk harp, a little smaller than a concert harp. And Curtis also plays banjo, ukulele, and mando cello. So it's really a lot of variety, a lot of fun. Do you have others in the band ever, or is it always just you two? It's just us two. Oh. Um, on, on the album, we have bass and fiddle and a little bit of bowed cello. Um, usually it's just us. At our concert next week in St. Paul, we're going to have two of the guest musicians. We'll be at Ginkgo Coffee House November 19th, and we'll have the fiddle player Tom Schaefer and our bass player Sandy Nehos playing that night. We try not to over it. But know, that's a rarity for us. Yeah, we yeah we try not to overproduce on our CDs. We try to have sound like us with just a little a bit of other people. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show. It sounds like it's going to be a really fun, fun oh, yeah. evening. At, and then again, for folks who just tuned in, it is going to be this Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Princess Theater in St. James, Minnesota. How can they get tickets? Is it at the door? Do they do it online, or what's the best way? It's going to be just at the door. It's a very nominal fee, a very uh, reasonable price. And I don't know if we can mention that on the air, but... Um, like, really, 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 yeah, really low. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. Can, there is some people can call for information, but the tickets will just be at the door. Um, do you want the phone number for, for sure. more information? You can give it. Yeah. Yep, it's 507-375-4370. And is there a yeah, website yeah. we can find out more information as well? Um, you know, the City of St. James has a website, um, but I don't think the the Princess Theater is on Facebook. That's the only website presence I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful theater. We've been there several times. And, um, yeah, if people are on Facebook, they should just search for Princess Theater in St. James. Well, I hope you have a great time down in St. James. I'm going to play Karmic Closet to take us out, the the one apparent you wrote you wrote during the pandemic to uh, talk about what you did, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a fun one. Yeah, it's fun, but also poignant. It's uh, got a lot of meaning, but in a fun way. Thank you both, Thank Curtis you. and Loretta. Thank you, Karen. We appreciate it. Okay, take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.